Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Red Men TV podcast. If you're joining us live on YouTube, you're amazing, amazing people. If you listen to the After the Fact, you're also amazing. Everyone needs some positive life affirmation at all times because the world is shite. Um, Chris Paycheck joins me, George Stevens as well, and James Sutton for this one. What a wonderful team we've got for you. Uh, you can interact with us in the comments again if you're live. Um, but we we're going to get through a host of topics, uh, including Liverpool's trophy lift. Uh, if Liverpool could sign one player from the Premier League this summer, not from a main rival, who would it be? Favourite Premier League game of the season and the PFA Player of the Year nominations as well. Uh, and we're going to get into our kickoff question in a moment. But first, uh, the podcast is sponsored by Acronis. Here's a little word from our sponsor. We exist online and as such, we need to know that all of our data, including videos and images, are backed up securely. That's why we use Acronis True Image 2020. And thanks to our sponsor, Acronis, you can have peace of mind that all of your data is secure too. Redmen TV viewers can get Acronis True Image 2020 for free for six months and then it's just $13.99 per quarter. Acronis True Image 2020 is the number one personal backup and cyber protection solution that's trusted by more than 5 million users in 145 countries around the world. You'll get 500 gigabytes of Acronis cloud storage that combines a reliable backup solution with multiple devices and integrated anti-malware defenses for true cyber protection. Safeguard the emails and attachments from your office.com email as well as your OneDrive content with direct cloud-to-cloud backups. You can use the Acronis mobile app to back up the data on your mobile phone and you can back up and clone your entire PC or Mac with True Image 2020 to a USB drive or the Acronis cloud. And don't forget the dual protection that rep Replicates local files in the Acronis Cloud. Click the link below to get your first six month subscription to Acronis True Image 2020 for free right now and never lose one of those incredible moments again. Yes. We are back. Thank you very much to the wonderful people at Acronis. Get involved. Uh, there'll be a link in the description underneath. Um, right, okay, we've got our kickoff question this week for the podcast. It is uh, by Dan Levens on Twitter. He says, uh, if it was legal to keep any animal as a pet, as long as you covered all living costs, what animal are you choosing? Chris? The Galapagos tortoise. <laughs> is that the really big one of the really big ones? Yeah, it's fucking massive, lad. Um, it's all mad, mad, maddy, maddy. Honestly, though, that's how you start, lads. Like, I'm thinking about it. It's, it's something that could live in your family for generations. You could just be that house down the street with the Galapagos tortoise, couldn't you? You know what I mean? Which is which is pretty cool, anyway. But then, like, they, they move, like, relatively slowly, and they sit around quite a bit, so I'd probably make some kind of coffee table out of them, mm-hmm. uh, which would be pretty cool, like, and maybe just, I don't know, they, they're quite strong as well. Maybe you could put a mini fridge on the back. Um, and just have them sort of walking around with beers for you or something. I, th- I mean, like, look, I'll be honest. I heard the question when you asked the question, uh, and it's the first <laughs> thing that came into my head. Um, I've not really got much more than I'm that. Spitballing, I'm spitballing, Paul. I'm spitballing. I'm just throwing ideas out there. They're not necessarily all fully formed. Brilliant. Yeah, absolutely. No, I, I expect nothing less, Chris. Which is why I came to you first because I thought I, I thought on the shortest notice you're going to pull the best the best short term answer out there. Brill. Um, Georgia, if you could keep any animal as a pet, any animal, probably like I don't know how I'd deal with it, but a giraffe. 
so so my room's so the loft conversion. So I think if I add it in the, the garden, nice conversation out the window. It it, it, it felt great. I think I could pass things down through it's the not a talk, giraffe. It's just a <laughs> talk. talk back, but I can get some To be fair, you do talk to pets. See? <laughs> Actually, could I like if you get permission for that could i borrow it because i've got a plant growing yeah. out of my chimney that's like i can't get to la and, but at some point i'm gonna have to get to it because it's getting well. big you have to pay a fee and you you'll rent i'll rent smell clean your gutters everything nice good like little money spinner as well i like that we've both gone for how can we use this animal to benefit us yeah. That's about as as human as you're gonna get, though, isn't it? Let's be honest. What can we What can we get out of owning this? You keep a mentality. I like I mean, it. I think I think the giraffes are great child, to be honest, because as I say, it's not gonna kill any small children in your household. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Um, on purpose. On purpose. <laughs> and. And if there was another rather tasty giraffe down the street, someone else has managed to procure one. The fights. Have you seen them fight with the necks? Oh yeah. my. A, a, a little bit like that, Paul, yeah? Throwing the neck in. Yeah, absolutely. James, what's your animal? Um, I watched Aladdin at the weekend. Yes. <laughs> and there's a scene in Aladdin where um, the genie played by Will Smith, um, very well very well played, I must add, um, turns his monkey into an elephant and Aladdin rides his elephant down the street and for the simple reason that I'd like to ride an elephant down <laughs> down drive i think i'd like to have a pet ele- i'd like to have an elephant obviously the living costs would be extortionate and we don't really have room for it really. so but luckily it's hypothetical but just simply so i could ride it down queen's drive yeah you could just let it loose in sefton park and as long as it was yours you know well there's not many elephants around sefton park paul so everyone would know it was mine like you wouldn't fucking lose it would you like oh where where's my elephant gone oh thank fuck it's there with like you could drape it with banners like, like champions champions yeah, banners yeah. and all that good stuff you could put a little hat on it like a little a little red baseball cap like a clop hat and we could ride it down queen's drive yeah and if it does go missing it's probably just drinking from the sefton park lake right. it'd drink the whole fucking lake dry <laughs> wouldn't it, wouldn't it? i like uh, the problem with it being in sefton park is that if it's just free roaming there's a very good chance that it ends up spray painted and lots of kids <laughs> sitting on it doing um doing those little canister laughing gas canister things doing some balloons I'm, on it like i'm sad i'm sound with that man <laughs> Girl, more elephant for everyone. You can't, yeah, you you can't you can't <laughs> hurt my elephant. Yeah, I'd call it, and I'd call it I'd call it Chris Pajak Junior. <laughs> nice, thanks, mate. I'd still have a bigger ass than the elephants as well. Um, I think the other thing that you've got going when you've got an elephant, I mean, it, th- th- there's so many pros, but there's a slight con with living close to Sefton Park and them just refurbing the palm house. Is that everyone will know it was your elephant that destroyed the palm house? Yeah, I, look, I'll be honest, I've not put a huge amount of thought into this. I only heard the question a couple of minutes ago. So I'm sorry for my ele- if my elephant damages anything. <laughs> my my imaginary advance. elephants. My imaginary yeah. elephant. This is yeah. bananas. I thought we were talking about football. Yeah, we might as well. Um, just like I, I, for me, on the flip reverse, what's the animal that's, that takes the least amount of effort, gives you the least amount, least amount you put in, get the least amount back, has the shortest lifespan, and not something that you can get attached to? So like a stick insect that be I'd be made up with, I, it'd die. I wouldn't be asked. I could get on with my life. I can't be asked. I can't be. Asked. The reason I can't be asked with animals, for apart from all the other things that you have to look after them, which is just a pointless extra effort in life, is that at some point I'm gonna have to deal with it dying. Can't be asked with that. Cannot be asked with that. So something I just something I just don't give a shit about, and no one could give a shit about. So some sort of really generic insect or whatever would be absolutely fine. And if it died accidentally, shrug, get on with my life. Um, right. Um, uh, yes, if you're watching, I've got I've got plenty of things in my life to care about. Animals, you're all, you're all right. Um, the, the yeah yeah. It is. We've just lost like twenty thousand subscribers there. I reckon. <laughs> Listen, that's safe. People can have their animals and they can love their animals all they want. But, you know, I've got real people to love. It's fine. Um, so, anyway, the um, 
<laughs> topics we're going to be discussing this week. Uh, I want to talk about the trophy lift first and foremost. Uh, if you want to interact with us, uh, you can do in the comments live. If you want to become a Red Men member, uh, you can do as well. You get access to loads of customer modes, which you can spam into the comments while we're doing this. And you get access to the final word show, uh, which is exclusive for either the website subscribers or to YouTube members of Tier 2 and Tier 3. So when Liverpool lift the trophy tomorrow and we are absolutely crowned as Premier League champions, there's a 60-minute show that we're going to celebrate it with that you can watch if you become a YouTube member right now. Uh, right, so, Chris, yes, um, trophy lift. Uh, I don't know if you've seen the video doing the rounds of the test uh, light show, um, which is, like, it's, it's genuinely something else, like Close Encounters of the Third Card. Um, we're going all in on this, and as a result, fans of other teams are going to fucking hate this. Uh, and I think we need to prepare ourselves for that so that we can kind of soak it up as much as possible. Yeah, I mean, I'll be honest, I didn't really like the light show and all that, and certainly I found out this morning that it was Coldplay as well, because I was watching it in bed last night on my phone on mute, so I was like, oh, nice one, Georgia. Um, <laughs> um, Georgia? I don't know what's going on here. What's computer, Georgia? I got another invite to join the pod call, and then next to know Chris Page actually in my head. There's a visual gag. That was amazing. All of these podcast listeners, but go watch the video after the fact if you haven't seen that. Chris has just tried to meet Georgia. That's mad. Anyway, carry on, Chris. Where do you go from there? I'll, I'll be honest. I'm not. I'm not a fan of Coldplay anyway, and I didn't like the fact that it was Coldplay that was getting blared out. I, I I'm not I'm not too bothered about it though. It's like everything, Paul, isn't it? Like these kind of things, they're not I'm not a fan of them, mm-hmm. but they don't really piss me off either. I'm just a bit meh on it. And if if rival fans get wound up by it, then I'm all in on that. Um because if they're gonna get wound up, then brilliant, absolutely. And if you can rub it in someone's face, rub it in their face. Yeah. Uh, and that's what it's about, isn't it, at the moment for Liverpool, I think. Yeah, I'm very much of the mentality, James, that and like Cole Coldplay's a good example of this. When everyone hates something, it kind of makes me love it even more. Like, and I kind of like that if it's gonna be it's gonna be the most loathsome thing on on planet Earth for, for fans of every team but Liverpool, you might as well throw Coldplay on there because that's what Coldplay are to the world. You you know, pick pick as many annoying things as possible and go and go with them as far as I'm concerned. If there's a if there's a more hated band than Coldplay, we should we should choose them. You too. Soundtrack. Yeah, it's a two-two. Yeah, he's right. Paul's right. It's a two-two. <laughs> I, I just I, yeah, absolutely. Whatever winds everyone else up. Do we know what Coldplay's song it is? Sky. Um, it sounds like. Yeah, that, that 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 is what it is. I mean, I didn't know what it was because it's crap and I don't listen to them. But right, yeah. no, listen, right. In Coldplay, in Coldplay's defence, right. So I've never been a big Coldplay fan, but we went to Glastonbury. We go every year, and we went we, we, we went to Glastonbury this one year, a few few years ago, and Coldplay were headlining, and we were we were like you, we were like fucking whatever. And honest to God, they were brilliant, man. They, they they were wicked live. They had everyone had these little wristbands that lighted up and flashed in time with the music, and it was dead good. So I, 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 whilst I appreciate that Coldplay is not everyone's cup of tea, there were worse bands that like we could have had like Daphne and Celeste fucking soundtracking it. Or I'm trying to think of someone else that's worse. Why couldn't we just have David Lippa? Yeah, yeah, we're not. In, if we were in charge. Then it would just be bangers, wouldn't it? It'd be like it would be like Scouse House. That's what we want is like big tunes. We don't want, but you know, it is what it is. And if it like like I'm I'm with Chris. If if it winds other fans up, all the better, man. More lights. I want lights. I want it like the like when the Undertaker comes out and it's all like I want <laughs> Henderson walking through the mist. Yeah. And then the strobes hit. Yeah. <laughs> That's what I want. I want yeah. I want it all, man. I want strobes. I want lighting effects. I want the whole I want Kenny Dalgleish to come down on like a plinth from from up high and be lowered down, <laughs> holding it and hand it over. I want the whole nine yards, man. Bring I want him coming in. And like a wingsuit, we all those fan propelled like wingsuits, like yeah. shooting, like or, or, but not yeah, but not so like do it special effects or do it like the when the queen dropped in 
alongside James Bond, like have that, and then it lands, and then the camera and he drops out of frame, and when he pops up, it's it's Kenny, and he un- and he and he unzips. Yeah, I made right. a full full production. I, I think Georgia as well. It's gotta be it's gotta be said that it's gotta be something that makes Evertonians feel even more bitter and, and cruel inside. You know, it should be seen. From all four corners of the city, it should if somehow make Goodison seem even dirtier. Um, anything they can do. If, if they can make it as long as possible, I'd love for every player to have their own intro music. A bit like Royal Rumble. Every oh, player's yeah. intro, full length of Anfield walk to the cross. <laughs> yeah. I want to be able to open a window and you just, you can't, you can't not hear it. So, yeah, as, as, as long and as kind of unmissable as we can make it i'm very for that who's chris who's the um the the, the ring announcer the, the famous one one of the bruce Buff- banner or bruce buffer or something like that is yeah, it bruce yeah, buffer yeah there's I mean, two of them isn't there which i found out a, a couple of years ago well, the, the brothers they've, they've cornered the market really, really? yeah just trying to get into it but they we'll just get- elbowed them out I don't know. It's like, we'll, get uh, both- well, let's get both of them and they both have to say the person's name um, and, and have a quote. I want it, yeah, pomp and circumstance. I want it. I want it to be absolutely regal. And what's the best way then for Jordan Henderson to announce the bit? Because he's going to come up last, presumably. Pop you up. know, <gasps> like Rey Mysterio, like on a on a <laughs> and lands. Oh, I mean, that might be a little bit dangerous with his knee no, or whatever. I've got this. You need to come in on a cannonball to the song Cannonball or Wrecking Ball or whatever the hell it is. Whatever the hell it is. There is a song called Cannonball. It's by Damien Rice and I don't think it would fit. Is it Wrecking Ball then? Is it Wrecking Ball? Yeah. Real slow jam. I love that. Yeah, it's all going brilliantly and then Jordan Henderson comes in too. I don't know what it is but it seems like you think it's funny so I'll I'll assume that didn't go. Henderson naked on a wrecking ball, swinging along the yeah. car. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, hundred <laughs> percent. And smashing through like a, a picture of Alex Ferguson's face and a listing of all of his career achievements um, to symbolically represent how Liverpool are taking apart everything he's ever built his life around. Well, who's uh, coming out? Christina Aguilera, dirty and chaps. It's Bobby, isn't it? Bobby, yeah, definitely. It's Bobby. Bobby. It's a, you know what? It might be someone shocking, like Matip. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> the song, and he goes, yeah, it, it really represents me. And you're like, what, Joel? Always the quiet ones, Paul. It's, it's always, always the quiet ones. Definitely always the quiet ones. Like, yeah, Joel Matip coming out. That be amazing. <laughs> Ladies, gentlemen, and he's just like, bouncing down at this mad red carpet the full length of the pitch I, I'm here for that I'm here for that all, all day long um, yeah right look just on a, on, a, on a just to kind of pull us back and I don't know how I rein this back in to be perfectly honest um, saying that Liverpool have spent a million pounds on this Chris um, and, 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 and yeah I'm just on Matip's chaps alone um, they should be cheaper there's less material well, yeah, but it speaks to the quality of the material that is used, really, more than the, the, the than what's not there. They'd be like two million if they were complete trousers. I think that's the way to look at it. Um, but no, we've seen a couple of we've seen a couple of tweets. I really don't know. I'm pulling this back. Uh, we've seen a few tweets of people criticising that because that figure came out. And I think if you're looking at it from a positive Liverpool perspective, and this is kind of what I'm driving at over the top line thing, we can wind opposition people up and, and there's, but there's people who are Liverpool fans as well who might think this way we're spending a million pound on a light show to, to, to lift the trophy and I, I'm, I'm I'm bang up for that because I think it deserves to be marked and in a way that we would not wouldn't have had been wouldn't have had to mark it if it wasn't for COVID but when you've got I've seen two arguments is that we Liverpool this is the club that tried to furlough uh, furlough staff because they couldn't, they, they were saying they were struggling financially, but they're spending a million pounds on a light show um, to lift the trophy. And also, like, Liverpool women's teams just gotten relegated because they've had, like, basically no support for two seasons. Um, and yet we're spending this this kind of money. That They're going to be the obvious criticisms of it. And rightfully so. I think, you know, I think there's, there's there is more important things, but I, I don't think that million pounds 
will necessarily be all wasted. I, I, don't, I think when you do something like this, when you see the pomp and the circumstance, people will get into that. And, and it might be new fans who spend money over the next 10, 15, 20 years. So I don't see it as a full waste of a, of a million pounds, if I'm honest. But I, I do get that like, it seems a little bit over the top, shall we yeah. say. And this is the stuff we're going to have to prepare for, isn't it, Georgia? Because there'll, be the, there'll be the obvious triggered weirdos who should just switch off. You know what I mean? And it should it should be not this is and Liverpool are selling it as such. This is for us, they're doing it for the fans, they're doing it for the people who who, who can't be in the ground, they want to make this mark the special occasion, they want it to be a visual spectacle, and I'm kind of bought in on all that. And but there are there's there's, this is the problem with the internet and the reactions to stuff is that there will be some of the more light-hearted obviously daft reactions but there will also be people looking to try really bitter human beings looking to strike and, and, and make this seem like it's more of an important thing in a negative sense than it probably is yeah i think it's a chance there like it's about making it i i see as making it as visually appealing as possible to keep again to keep people safe and keep people at home to watch it because you want to watch it you want to see it for the full thing it, it's no use you know standing outside anfield and hearing it and everyone saying oh did you see it live so th there's that element of it of um, and like chris said it's almost like a marketing thing um but i i do i get you, you can't not get what, what the point is it's a lot of money and when you look at everything else and, and where money hasn't been spent and kind of the issues that we've had over the past few kind of weeks and months of money being tight and things, it, it does rub, rub people up the wrong way. And if Liverpool fans have something to say about that, it, it's rightfully so to, to be upset about that. I think it kind of annoys me when it's rival fans and it, it's other fans who are kind of putting their two cents in when... Their club's probably furloughed staff or their club's doing a similar thing. So you, you can't pick and choose when you get upset about something, but that, that's kind of the way the internet is. Just um, just to add on to this, and, and I think it's important to add perspective, and I'm not saying I fully agree with what I'm about to say here, by the way, because I do think that it is, for the most part, probably a, a bit over the top, the, the money that they're spending on it. But let's not forget that Liverpool didn't furlough the staff when they'd won the Premier League. Liverpool furloughed the staff when they didn't know whether the league was going to continue or not. And that should be taken into account because, you know, we've now won the Premier League. You get winnings for winning the Premier League. Like when when they when they attempted to furlough staff, it was all up in the air, and I think everybody's actually kind of forgotten that. So just to add a little bit of perspective on there yeah. as well. And don't forget, Chris, of course, that it doesn't matter because it was a thing that happened, which means that it's happened forever. It's like how it's like how people still try to blame Liverpool or, or still go on about Heisel as though there've been no recrimination or apologies or all that kind of stuff because again ammunition in football banter apparently apparently lives forever I mean I'm sure there'll be some way of Shewon and Steven Gerrard falling over because that's all people have got to fall back on um, but no it, it, look again James it should be it should be treated as what it is you know and I think a lot of it's just going to be noise and mercifully at least for the days that follow if they do it right and you get to see the joy on the players faces and all that kind of stuff I think there's the the positivity is that it's going to like kind of flood our timelines is going to make it more than more than enough and all yeah I mean to I, I first of all I agree with everything you guys have, have said about it I think you know it's an obscene amount of money to spend Let, you know there's no getting away from that but to play devil's advocate the footage of, of this trophy left it lift is going to last forever. It's going to be immortalised forever. And were they? And look, it's a weird situation. There's no precedent for it. We don't, you know, there's. It's never been done without fans. So for them to spend that amount of money, you know, they 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 have to create something. They have to create something special, and they have to create something memorable, and something that's going to be talked about, you know, for for, for a long, long time, and the footage is going to be shown for a long, long time. So. I, I kind of I kind of get the pomp and the, and the ceremony and all that good stuff. Yeah, obscene amount of money, but equally, you know, whatever. Let's 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 let them celebrate. It's 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 important. We've got to have that moment. We've got to have that title lift and 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 you know, immortalise this season in in some way. I suppose, you know. Just to add, just to add on to that as well, I think next year if we were to win the Premier League, you don't spend any money and you just line all the players up going twice. Twice! <laughs> and yeah. that's, that's good enough for me. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. No, I, I agree with the immortalisation thing. It's, it's dead right. It's dead. And people forget this. And it'd be, and you could see it in like the way the worldwide media was talking about Liverpool when we were confirmed that we were going to win it mathematically. 
a, a, an institution the size of Liverpool winning the Premier, the, 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 the top division trophy, whatever you want to phrase it, after 30 years is global sports news. And it, it, in that regard, as much as that sounds like Liverpool being a little bit, you know, self-involved, yeah, is right. But it has a, it has a wider meaning. And what, and, what, and what would everybody say if they spent absolutely buttons on it? Yeah. If it was, if it was just, you know, nor as it is normally with the little plinth and the, and the Premier League over the top in the middle of the pitch, and it was just a trophy raised to no fans with with nothing apart from a few fireworks, you know, people would 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 would, would say, you know, that 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 we hadn't honoured the season and hadn't honoured the players and hadn't given it enough credence. So, uh, you know, there's there's arguments to and for it. You do, you need to, I think that's it. I think in terms of the effort that the players have expended, you need to have a big thing at the end because it's got to be, that trophy's got to have more value than it just being a piece of metal that you lift up above your head and you have a bit of a dance with your mates. You need to create that. You need, and because they can't see... 50,000 people jumping up and down and crying and all that kind of stuff. You need a little bit of something. I think as well, like like you said, the main thing when it's a normal season is it's not necessarily the trophy lift, it's the afterwards of the parade around the stadium of the, the friends and the family and that, and that's not going to be able to happen. So we're not going to do what's normally done. And I, I think that, like James says, it ties in of... If you would have just done what had happened, lift the trophy, then what five minutes run down the tunnel and say nice one? It, yeah. it, 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 you've got to do something different. Yeah, absolutely, and, and it's interesting, of course. I think you, you were saying it earlier, Georgia, that you know it's it's part of the it's also part of the package to keep people at home because you need you don't want to be you don't you know to say well yeah you're going to miss it. You can only watch it on the telly, so if you're not at home, you are going to miss it. And look, people are going to gather at Anfield. I'm not saying, I can't say, you know, Liverpool are going out of their way to tell people unequivocally nothing will be happening to justify you being there. There's nothing extra you're going to see for being there. Um, I get look. I lost my right to tell people, and not that I had one in the first place, but like you know, to say you should or shouldn't do these things because I went after the Chelsea City game. Um, but yeah, I, I think it's it, the trophy lift, as I say, as you, as you were saying, it's designed to give people more motivation not to go to the ground. Yeah, it, it's a whole, It's like you said, it's not just a, a Liverpool issue. It is a wider, Liverpool fans aren't just in Liverpool. It's a global issue. And I think when you look at the eyes that will kind of be on the city, if it was just a bit of a kind of dull event and, and as a result, people are crowding outside and you get the same scenes to have them sort of replayed again over it will look bad and whereas if you kind of had you know something where it's asking people to stay at home something that you have to kind of watch it'll look better on television than it would you know replay through kind of social media and things then the club's kind of done their bit to to try and detract people from going outside yeah absolutely right okay we'll move on topics then um chris yeah, I want to know who everybody would like to sign. If Liverpool could hypothetically sign someone from a Premier League club this summer, and it, let's say it's not from one of our main rivals, and I'm not exclusively saying that because if you said to me, look, listen, you could sign Giroud or William from Chelsea, I think there's a possibility that Liverpool could get something like that done. But the likelihood is, like, De Bruyne is off limits, you know what I mean? That type of, that type of thing. Rashford's probably off limits. Uh, from any Premier League side, one player, who would you pick and why? Uh, James, I'll come to you first on that, mate. Um, I, I, re- I really like, I, I, know, I know he's, okay, so first of all, he doesn't fit the profile age-wise, okay? He's, I think he's 28, 29, um, but Jimenez from um, from Wolves, um, I've, I've liked him all season. Um I mean, I love I love what Wolves do. Anyway, I, I think on their day, I think they're one of, one of you know they're a really really great side. Um, he scores some great goals. I think I think we we're going to need a, another striker very very soon. I, I you know I think the question of whether um, whether Divock Origi is is good enough to be our sort of third fourth choice. Um, you know, is a question that comes up. You know, every time we maybe don't don't bang in a load of goals. Um, Shakiri's, you know, is 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 going to be off. Um, and I, and there's, there's always been a bit of a drop off striker wise. And I think having someone like Jimenez can come straight into this side and do absolute bits. I think he, he's very very mobile. He plays with both feet. Uh, and also the, the the style of play 
that Wolves expect from their strikers is very similar to the style that we... Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Life is full of what-ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out-of-pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what-ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. That we are basically mastered. So I think he comes in and does a, does a job straight away and it, you know and also you know, as with all everyone that you know, everyone will choose Premier League experience. But yeah, I've liked him and Ez all season. Um, and I know he's probably a little bit old and probably doesn't fit the profile, but I think he's a fabulous player. Um, and for our, you know, for our third or fourth choice, perfect. I think that's a really great shout. Um, Paul, who would you go for, mate? I, uh, I mean, does it count? Do Man United still count as rivals? <laughs> Yeah, I think historical so, right? historical rivals, yeah. maybe. I mean, they uh, literally wouldn't sell us Gabriel Hines, <laughs> and he wasn't playing for them. So yeah, I think I, I like they, they're not selling any of their players to us. Yeah, I because uh, yeah, it'd be Mason Greenwood all day long. But the uh, no, I, I just go with the Darbachore. I don't even think he's that good. Um, but he's just <laughs> he's just so stupid fast and strong that I'd have a I just I would enjoy watching him play for us like you know back to it'd be back to the first season Salah I think where except probably just not as good because he doesn't have the same end product but he um when you just batter the ball over the top and he just like he just like clicks his fingers and he's there you know it's more it's more like teleportation than speed that's how fast he is yeah yeah jumping absolutely um yeah, I, I, just a player like that, and I think that's what we're desperately missing, is another stupidly, stupidly fast footballer to add to the team. And that's where, I, you know, for me, that's where I, I'd go with him. There's, there's obviously plenty out there, but he's the, he's the big one. I think everyone would get behind that because he's, I think you can see he's a he's a proper match of the day player and he's been boss against Man City, so we've probably paid more attention to him than than most other players. Uh, no, I'd go for I'd go for a damage. I think he's more than a match of the day player nowadays as well. I think you know he's added to that consistency to his game. I think he, he's a, he's a fantastic shout. Like, um, what about you, Georgia? Uh, probably the the young kid Lamperty when we played Brighton, the fullback. Um, just because one, I think he'd fit perfectly. We kind of want that back up, and we want their other options. But he done really well against us, and he kind of made me sit up and take notice. And I think the way he plays as well, you know, he's been through Chelsea Youth Academy and things. He'd be great as a fullback, but I think as well as a, as another winger option, he's quality on the ball and he's got a decent work rate. So I think. I, the other one would have been Adam Traore because just for the same reason, I'd enjoy watching him. Mm-hmm. I hate it when we play him, so I'd yeah. rather play for us. That is a thing, though, isn't it? It's that we don't have to play him twice a season thing. I don't know whether that's worth £135 million, which is what was getting touted around yesterday. Um, they're not signing for hundred. Yeah, madness. Um, I am going to go Danny Ings. I'm going to go back to the well, mate. I've I've loved seeing his resurgence this season. And I had a really interesting chat on, on my Steam channel with uh, Jith and Impartial last night, Paul. Obviously, uh, two people who go into, into your Twitch as well. And they were like, you know, we had a bit of a back and forth on it. Would he fit the system and all that? And I'm like, I get that as a striker, 
going forwards, he probably doesn't fit the system as well as a Roberto Firmino does. But as a pressing forward, I mean, someone to come on and harry your defences. And I, I think a lot of teams, a lot more teams, even more than this season, are going to try and play out from the back. I just think Danny Ings is a fella who, who could still do absolute bits for us. I mean, he's got 19 Premier League goals in that Southampton side. He massively struggled at the start of the season. I, I'd love Danny Ings. And I, I know, Paul, secretly, I think you would too. No secrets. I love Danny Ings. I think he's great. Um, yeah, yeah, and I think uh, it's it's interesting because I think there's like a him and Brewster are two examples of the same thing. Where there's lads who just need to go and play football. They've never the, the, the quality wasn't in doubt, but they you needed a season just to prove get, get yourself physically up and running. And um, yeah, Danny Ings. I mean, the only issue with Danny Ings is that I, is that he's probably he's probably just a tier below. Um, but you're right. Like I, I, I'd, I'd take a punt again on Danny. It's a shame. I was asking the question, like, do we have a buyback on him? Wouldn't that be hilarious if after that Southampton we we go there? You go. It's like having a, a coin on a on a string, uh, and you go, oh, and hey, when they when they reach for it, I, I, I think I could live with that. I, 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 I couldn't wait. I, I love a bit of Danny Ings. I think he's got unfinished business at a top club as well. Mm, yeah, maybe. He's, he, I mean, yeah, there's a load of clubs. I think from third downwards who who could. He could be transformative to a few, a few like Everton. He'd be a mate, and Everton would absolutely adore him as well. And um, mm-hmm. and it sounds a bit disrespectful because Everton are a bit poo. Um, but I think that you know he actually would, he would significantly improve what they do. And um, we had a few comments in. But obviously, yeah, it's a it's a hot topic. People love discussing potential transfers. Um, whoever's in charge of the Redmen TV account says Beck Chris says Danny Ings um, to be fair I've been talking about him for the last 24 hours Tom so well done you mate <laughs> Harsh says Jimenez European royalty says Son I'm actually surprised you didn't go with with their song Young Min Chris I still technically think that Tottenham wouldn't sell him to us I, I class them as one of those rivals and stuff like that so um, I don't think Mourinho is selling and I would, you know are they fifth are they close to fifth? Does it feels like they're close sixth then? They must be sixth. I don't know. Doesn't matter. I'm gonna check. Yeah, genuinely doesn't matter. Um Harsh is saying Martial again. I like I like the disrespect of saying Man United on arrival, to be honest. Lucid moment seventy one saying Mings from Aston Villa. Um there's good, there's plenty. I get Matt Hantu saying uh Adabioach and Fenway have been made up. I'd be made up for that, absolutely. <laughs> and uh, and Johnny Walker just backing up the shout from Georgia there with Tarek Lanty. Yeah, definitely. Uh, right, okay. Next topic then uh, comes from Mr. James Pierce. James Pierce? Yeah, thanks, James. <laughs> thanks, James, for, uh, for writing in. Fucking hell. Yeah, James Pierce does mind. normally write his own stuff, though. That's James, probably James, you there? No, we've lost him. Uh, we've lost him. Uh, Skype obviously, obviously must have cut out. Uh, we'll have to go to James Sutton, I'm, afo- I'm afraid. Fucking hell, <laughs> uh, no, I'm, I mean, I'm, I mean, I'm partially flattered. Yeah. Um, he just ruined news. some transfer news for us. Uh, yeah. that. Bad news, Sutton. Um, <laughs> just pouring water on any any rumor. Um, I wanted to talk about um, our favourite games from the from the season, really. Um, glorious, glorious, glorious. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, there've been so many. That, okay, first of all, there is no wrong answer. First of all, you know, any we've we've basically been brilliant for for two seasons. But um, yeah, pick one from this season. Um, I'll I'll uh, I'll go first. Um, the uh, Leicester game on Boxing Day. Um, I was actually I was dead nervous about this game. Um, I'm not really sure why. I think it was it was there was quite a lot of fixtures then. We were playing. Um, I think we were about to play Spurs. We had Everton coming up. Uh, Wolves wasn't well, Wolves was over Christmas. So there was quite a few big fixtures coming up, and and you were kind of the the cynic in me was still kind of expecting the wheels to fall off. You know, it was away from home. Leicester were in Leicester were in really good form. I think they were. I think Leicester was second actually at that point, or maybe maybe third, but they were certainly up there. Um, and it was just one of them performances that I just it had me out of my chair, fucking shouting at the telly. We were so good. Trent gets two assists and a goal. A goal, by the way, that Stephen Gerrard in his in his fucking prime would have been pleased with. He runs the length of the pitch, gets on the end of it, and first time. Across, I mean, it was absolutely beautiful. Um, Bobby Firmino's incredible that day. Um, Robbo uh, defends really, really well. 
Um, it's just it's just a great game. And then you know it's topped off by by Trent doing his um, you know his Mbappe celebration to the to the travelling cop. I mean, and and it was and it was kind. Of, I know a lot of people, a lot of Reds, um, you know, talk about the Man United game as the as the first game where they went, we're going to win the fucking league. That was the game for me where I went, we're fucking unstoppable. We are absolutely unstoppable. Um, so yeah, that's my. Um, that's my favourite game. Uh, who shall I go to? Georgia, what was your favourite game of the season? Um, I, I probably, Leicester was up there. Um, Sheffield United was also within a shout. But I, I went with the most recent kind of Crystal Palace when we, when we the game that kind of, before the Chelsea game, set us up to win the league. And I think it was because we, we had that, you know, lockdown and everything and football's coming back and, and no fans and the bubble had kind of popped a little bit. Um, and then we played Everton and I was just like, oh, we're just going to keep seeing it out and it's going to be dragged out. And then when we played Palace, I think that was the game where I kind of watched us and I was like, that that's what Liverpool's about. We, we absolutely dominated that game. And it was, it was, it was, that was the game that made me see and think, yeah, we deserve to be champions based on that, based on that result. And I think other people watching just went, yeah, hats off. That that was, and I think because that game was essentially the one that won us the league, because we were waiting on Chelsea City then, I, I was kind of like, yeah, we deserve to, based on that. If, if it would have been, you know, the Everton game was the last game before we won the league or we, we drew and we, we saw it out, then I, I kind of would have ummed and ahed. But it was that one that I was like, yeah, OK, the, the, you can't argue with us now because that, that was something special. Chris? I can't, wait to, I, can't, I, was, I can't wait to hear what James is going to call Paul, to be honest. I hope you've got something good lined up, James. A little bit of retribution, mate. Um, I'm going to be I'm going to be dead cheeky and pick two. And apologies for everybody for that. Um, but there's a couple of people, George Paul in the comments and Emmett Russell, who've both said Man United and Man United at home was mine. Um, I think for me, it was that first time that the cop really sang, we're going to win the league. And, and being there, like the Leicester game and the Palace game, both fantastic wins, but I wasn't there. So I'm always going to go for one that I was I was there for, I think. And and the way in which, you know, Salah ends up taking his shirt off, the way in which we won that, Martial going through late when it's 1-0, and then skying it over bar. When things are on the line, they matter more to me, and I've always been like that as a footy fan. Um, so, yeah, that, that Manchester United game, and if there's a game that can potentially top that, it's Chelsea City. Like... I've not felt like that during a game of football that wasn't a Liverpool game ever in my life before. And so everything that goes around, obviously Liverpool winning the league and everything else, I can't, I can't ignore that one. So I'm sorry for picking two, James. No, I, 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 like I said, there are no wrong answers. There are no wrong answers. Um, Pete, what, uh, what, what's your, <laughs> what's your, uh, what's your answer? No problem. Um, the, uh, yeah, Villa away for me. I, I was tempted to go with the Man. I was tempted to go with Man City at home because, you know, I, not putting City to bed the season before, I think, is the reason why we don't. One of the reasons, anyway, contributes to us not winning the league. I think we asserted our dominance early on, and it was like the two, three seasons before that when City did the same to us, and you kind of went, ah, right, this is probably their, this is probably their league. But no, I've gone with. Villa because it was me and me and Tom were literally on the front row um, and there's nowhere to hide on the front row like you know there's nothing there's no one there's no one in front of you you know the fans singing or like you just kind of go for it and the atmosphere was really flat because we were 1-0 down for ages and or for, for certainly you know it was we left it late and there's the, the people who, who do the um, the inside Anfield videos or whatever they're called for away days uh, at the club did us a massive favour <laughs> by putting the clip of me and Tom basically being the only people singing as everyone's spirits were gone but no no me and Tom we battled on um, and it looks like we were the, like the last two men standing singing and stuff and then obviously to leave it late it's funny the story of this season is that Liverpool didn't win loads of games really well. They just won loads of games, and that, and that was the, the 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 ultimate example of a game where you believe anything's possible because if you can come from a goal down, and then to basically score two two well two last minute goals effectively to turn to turn things around like that's that's one of those moments where you feel like it's totally written in the stars. Um, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely unreal. Can I pick an honourable mention as well for beating Everton with the kids? 
Absolutely, Kurt. <laughs> I, I mean, it, it, there is there's quite a few honourable mentions, but that that has got to be up there. That's close, Curtis, isn't it? Like that Curtis one. Curtis Jones. Absolutely, glorious, glorious times. Absolutely unreal. Um, brilliant. Uh, keep yours coming in the comments. Um, Georgia. Topic. Yeah, so I saw on, on Twitter, and I think Sky Sports were on the article of who should win Player of the Year. So obviously the Ballon d'Or is being cancelled, and poor Danny Ings can't win it, because <laughs> I know. But yeah, so I saw people kind of championing Jordan Henderson for it. Obviously you've got other fans saying Kevin De Bruyne, um, Jamie Vardy, Ings has been a shout as well, but... Just who do other people think? One who from Liverpool do you think should win it? And if Liverpool win in it, what other player do you think would, would get it? Chris. <laughs> right. Um, I think the obvious shout is Jordan Henderson. I think there's got to be a shout for Virgil van Dijk in there. Like we just kind of take for granted what he's able to do week in, week out. And, and, and that's not that we disrespect Virgil because we all know, but how his name isn't mentioned every single time De Bruyne's and Jordan Henderson's are mentioned baffles me. I think Sadio Mane's got to be up there as a Liverpool player as well. I think Mo Salah's got to be up there as a Liverpool player. I can't take the fact that Henderson's essentially captain does to a Premier League title out of it and I know maybe you know if you were just judging it on performances on the pitch maybe Jordan Henderson wouldn't win it but you're not you judge it on everything they literally gave Ryan Giggs a lifetime achievement award one year and made him player of the year when like he was good but he was nowhere near player of the year it's just that he'd been good for 17 fucking years like you know what I mean so I'm all in on just giving it to Jordan for that reason alone yeah, I, the, the Virgil stuff's funny because the Virgil van Dijk stuff, I, I reckon he's being disrespected or under-respected probably the way to phrase it. It's like, because it's like when you move into a house and it's an absolute shithole and he's come in and tidied it all up, but all he's doing now is keeping it at that level of tidiness and it's not as noticeable anymore when you're a defender. It's just like, well, that becomes the new level. Everyone's like, great, what else have you got? He's going to have to score 10 goals in order to be able to, you know, to be to be up, the, up, up there with strikers. You get to do it all again every single season. You score goals and you're brilliant and you draw all the plot so you get to have those performances. I think this is Henderson's one and only chance. Uh, if he doesn't do it in the, in the season when we had that little spell from December to well, mid-February where Fabinho was out and he was unreal and then he gets injured himself and we're poo. Uh, like where there was this real definable thing where you go, this is what Jordan Henderson brings to this side and the fact that he helped set up like the NHS charity with the players. He got them all organised and, you know, he's also lifted the World, the World Club Cup and he's going to lift the Premier League. I agree. I, 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 it, 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 this is his best ever chance. The only issue is it, Kevin De Bruyne is the best player in the league. And he, he might just get it because everyone think everyone knows that, that he's the best player in the league. James is shaking his head there and he's not happy at all. No, listen, again, listen, again, there are no wrong answers. You're all, you know, you're all right. But... Um, Dejan Lovren. But it's... Yeah, fuck off. It's, um, it's, but, but the correct answer is Virgil van Dijk. Um because we're talking about, we're talking about, if, okay, the reason that, the, one of the huge reasons that Manchester City were nowhere near us for this title was because they conceded too many goals. Their defence was all over the place. And that's been true for a lot of our so-called rivals. They've just leaked goals all over the place. And I think if you were to ask any of the managers of the other top six, which player they would want in their side, I guarantee you all of them would say Virgil van Dijk. You cannot underestimate what that man has done for this team. We Because we've seen it before. If you go back to 13-14 and you go back to even last season, you know, or, or you know, certainly before Virgil, we're scoring goals for fun, but we're, we're still not winning the league. And the reason for that is that we don't have Virgil van Dijk. He improves everybody around him. You look at some of the performances that Joel Matip's put in, you know, without his injury. Um, Unreal, and that, and a lot of that has to has to be down to having Virgil Van Dijk play next to him. He's at, he's worth he's he's worth so many points a season. He pops up with a couple of goals. He was second in the Ballon d'Or. I fully expect Jordan Henderson to be in the conversation for um, players' player of the year and and sports personality of the year 
all those things because of the incredible work he's done out off the field as well. Likewise, Marcus Rashford. I think I think Rashford and Henderson, you know, for what they've achieved off the field, I, I don't think I don't think anyone could argue, you know, with that. But but for for what he's done on the pitch, for what he's meant to this Liverpool team, for the impact straight away when we bought him, um, no one's mentioned his fee for months and months and months. Virgil Van Dijk is the Player of the Year for me. Wow. Okay. That's pretty unequivocal, really, isn't it? Yeah. I'd just like to add, like, I mean, there was a point where no sport was happening, and I really thought that BBC Sports Personality Year was going to be Captain Tom. Like, when, you know, when there was literally no sport going on, and I'm like, oh my God, he's going to win it. He's going to win it all. He's going to get the clean sweep on everything. He's going to get a knighthood, and he's going to get BBC Sports Personality of the Year. Uh, I think he's fallen slightly behind in that race, but, you know, I wouldn't put it past him at his age to come back in the wily experience of Sir Captain Tom. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Daniel Leyland, who's one of our members, is saying it's VVD all day. Um, and yeah, I, 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 that's the point. He's. he's He's one of the best players in the world, isn't he? But I, I just feel like he won't be in the conversation because we're just used to that now. You know, like it's, it's become part of the furniture. Alisson's within a shout as well for the same reason as Van Dijk. Of we don't concede, and he's kind of the unsung hero a lot of the time because it, he is so good. And like you said, we take him for granted because he makes it look so easy. Yeah, the one that actually we've not, I don't think we've talked about yet, Sadio Mane. Um, and I think, and in January, he was he was my Liverpool. It was between him and Henderson for me. Um, <laughs> and Henderson still slightly more symbolically because I think they were the two players more than any who who you could tell were giving every inch every kind of like egg of energy in their bodies to get Liverpool to the Premier League title but I do think I don't think Manny's maybe been as good in 2020 necessarily whereas Salah actually all of a sudden and, and it's it's interesting going back through the reactions of the season Salah um was people people were a bit down on Salah prior to you know in a couple of months leading up to Christmas and Mane was the one everyone was raving about Sadio Mane and then all of a sudden yeah it kind of gets a little bit forgotten about but that that's the thing. I, I, Mane probably, you know, if the voting was done in January, which I think I think that's right, it might be enough for him to get it. But yeah, be a shame because I think he's been. I think it's been his best, his best overall performance-wise. I think it's been Mane's best season um, for us, if not necessarily an output. But yeah, it's a, it, we've got loads. That's the problem. Loads of players who could all win it because they're all boss. The, the other part of the question, I suppose, was is players from other teams. Like I, I think Georgia was right. I think Danny Ings should be in the conversation for it. I think, obviously, Kevin De Bruyne is going to be in the conversation every year he's still playing in the Premier League because of his skill set. Like, look, I don't think anyone's going to be pissed off if Kevin De Bruyne gets it because you can all understand why. But when it comes down to it, it's a team game. The, the generally the player of the year comes from the side that generally speaking has won the league now Kevin De Bruyne is part of a midfield that has been overrun at times and they've lost nine games in the league this season now it's all well and good he's a great attacking player but he's got defensive responsibilities as well like you know what I mean why does everyone just overlook that for him like it's I don't think it's you know I don't think it's right to overlook that when they've lost nine games this season. He's had an opportunity to go and be on that pitch almost every single time and drive them to wins, and he's not done it as well as Henderson. It's probably a, biased, and I am. Yeah, like, I so suppose what? it's the most solid argument, isn't it? That like Liverpool don't, you know, okay, yeah, we get to the Champions League final, but we don't win it. You know, and Mo Salah has an incredible individual season and wins Player of the Year. That'll be the that that's the De Bruyne argument. And I, I can't again because of that. I can't. I I don't think any of us would be would be I know, upset. I think we'd all understand if Kevin De Bruyne won it, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, to a de- to a degree, but I'm, I, I, Chris is right. It has to, it has to come from the team that have won the league. I mean, a, a team that's won the league. You know. At Christmas time, you know, I, I I don't know how you can overlook a player from Liverpool. It's it, it's completely fucking nanas if you choose someone from City, quite honestly, because I don't think I don't think there's anyone at City, Kevin De Bruyne included, who you know when they're sat at home would think, yeah, I've I've done myself justice this season because they they haven't. Otherwise, they'd be you know in the conversation for winning the league. They wouldn't be thirty odd points behind. I mean, I'm sure, yeah. I mean, again, I'm not, I feel like I'm going to bat for Kevin De Bruyne when I'm really not asked. Um, but he, 
I was just having a look. 33 Premier League appearances this season, 11 goals and 18 assists for the for the midfielder is absolutely outrageous. Like he he is something else. And I mean, again, to play the, to play devil's advocate on it, if they just had a better defence, which is in his fault, you know, if that if we if we if we'd kept Matip and, and Lovren as our centre halves, I'm sure that be you know Liverpool would be built far more on quicksand. We didn't though. You know, we bought Virgil and he's great. It's not like he's got the record for assists though either, is it? It's like Terry Henry had 20 assists one season. Mesut Ozil had 19 assists one season. So it's not like a completely world-beaten season that you can't ignore. Yes. He, he had, yeah, so he had 18 assists in 2016-17, Kevin De Bruyne. Yeah. To put it into perspective on the, the Sky Sports article and the, the voting... You've got Jordan Henderson, Sadio Mane, uh, Virg van Dijk, Trent Alexander-Arnold, Alisson, Roberto Firmino, six Liverpool players. You've then got Raheem Sterling, Kevin De Bruyne, and Jamie Vardy. So Jamie Vardy? No one said no one said Vardy at all. It's going to be the top goal scorer. Because he scores goals when they lose games. <laughs> Case closed. Case closed. There you go. Sorry, Vards. Yeah. Yeah. It was just what James was saying of how you can't ignore. I'd, I think there would be a bit of an outcry if the, I mean, six, seven players from Liverpool who were in the starting eleven could win it. And I, I don't know why Raheem Sterling's in the conversation. I don't think he's done anything special this season. And and like I said, De Bruyne, you can understand. But like I said, it's not record-breaking. It's nothing new. Um, whereas the others, I, I think more Liverpool players have got a bit more to offer. Mm, yeah, absolutely. Can I just say as well, I've come across really salty on Kevin De Bruyne here. He's an unbelievable player, and if he if he wins it, I like I'm really not that arsed. He could win it next season as long as we win the title because we're a team that's more than the sum of our parts. Yeah, absolutely. I've done it again, haven't I? I've made it sound salty again. He's a fantastic footballer. Kevin, deserves to be in the race for player of the year. It's it's because Chris, you can't help but speak what you feel, um, and try to disguise it as much as you can. You're not that good an actor. It's just got that little that little hint. Uh, hmm, what is that? What is that really subtle taste there? Oh, that'll be salty. Yeah, sounds. Um, no, it's fine. He's boss. He's boss. Let him be boss. He's fine. Um, right. Okay. We've got one more question. Uh, this comes from our website subscribers um doug says james doesn't say james but i am this time Sutton. if you could guarantee the treble for three years straight but that also meant losing to everton for those three years as well would you do it what kind of a question is that <laughs> um how much no. do you enjoy not losing to everton is the real question but what I love, but treble hey what treble not that it matters but what treble the treble well i presume the treble which is the, the league, domestic treble. league fa cup and um champions league for three years straight <laughs> for three years straight so we win nine trophies in three years mm-hmm. yeah i take that all day fuck everton i'll lose to them but everton still don't win a trophy right well there's not i mean they there's could there's they could There's only the Capital the One Cup up for grabs, isn't there? Yeah. yeah. Right. So we win the league, the FA Cup, and the Carabao Cup, whatever it's called these days. Three Champions years on the bounce. League. Champions League. Champions League. Well, not, that's right. not the real thing. They can have. They can have their win against us. They can, you know, release a DVD or whatever. Try as Man City might. Like it is a treble because you won three trophies. And look, try as we might. We, you know, the league. We threw the League Cup, the UEFA Cup, and the FA Cup in, and it was a, it was a treble, but it's not. It's not the treble, um, so yeah, the Carabao Cup can get can get can get in the bin, can't it? Everton can. I, can I, you know what? I'd say that even. I'd say that. I'd say we'll take the treble, the treble, and we lose to Everton, and they can even win the Carabao Cup. That's how little I care. To see Liverpool do that would be, yeah, unreal. Is there any other answer to this, Chris? No, not certainly it. not. I mean, I'd do it for the league and Champions League double. I'd probably even agree to do it just for the league or just for the European Cup. Like, I, I, I really don't care. Oh, we've got bragging rights. We beat you, mate. Oh, you have to put up with a parade three years on the bounce. They lost their, they lost their fucking minds over one parade. Imagine, imagine every year. They lost, they lost this shit when someone threw some Liverpool-shaped paint on a wall in Bold Street last week. I mean. 
God, um, Georgia. I mean, again, we, most people, I think, most people kind of think this way. I, I, I'm not that asked about the the thing about not beating Everton because eventually they're going to beat us. If you could guarantee that it would happen in a season where we also won three major trof- trophies, yeah. yeah. And it's like you know, how many times have we beaten Everton? We've kind of lost count. We don't really like you know, if you beat us, that would be unless you win a cup and you win the uh, trophy great that would be the epitome of your season was yeah we beat Liverpool yeah okay well we, we've won three trophies again again like I'm what like James said it's yeah you can have it release your DVD have fun knock yourselves out we're just going to go and have our parades and, and be in the streets again absolutely absolutely amazing well listen guys thank you very much for joining me on the podcast thank you to everyone wait, for watching wait. we've beaten them 121 times we haven't lost Count Georgia oh sorry that's what Evertonians will know that, but more than we more than we would know it. I mean, um, I didn't have to this is an Evertonian anyway. I did, I didn't have to right. Google it to be fair. Like <laughs> we've that? actually drawn more games with them than lost. Mm. Anywho, uh, yes. Join up to a Redman membership if you're on YouTube. Uh, you obviously, you can support the channel. You get custom mode to Tier 1, Tier 2 and Tier 3. Tier 2 and Tier 3 also get access to the Final Word Show. As I mentioned at the top of the show, uh, is our exclusive show where we talk about the previous match. Um, so, yeah, when Liverpool hopefully absolutely smash Chelsea everywhere and are crowned as champions, you can come and celebrate it with us digitally, of course, um, by becoming a Tier 2 or Tier 3 member. Uh, yes, guys, amazing. Love you very much. Hope you've had an amazing time. I hope everyone at home has an amazing day. Uh, and yeah, we'll be back very soon, Wednesday, live, 45 minutes before kickoff. The Mighty Reds. See you all here. Ta-da. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.